Hi everyone and welcome to Casper Podcast. I'm Mila Maria, founder and EIC at Casper and Casper Magazine. Join me as I chat to some awesome humans about cool stuff on work, life, wellness, tech and anything in between. Before I get into this episode though, you can find the fun version on IGTV at Casper underscore underscore Casper. Okay, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hey everyone, welcome back to Casa Podcast. In studio today, we have the lovely career transitional coach, Helen Thomas, and we chat all things career. So if you're thinking about transitioning careers, upgrading your career, or perhaps trying something completely new, this is an episode worth listening to as Helen shares her insights and some valuable advice on how you can create a career you love. Hey Helen, welcome. And um, let's start with your background and why you became a career coach. Thanks, Maria. Thank you for having me. It's very exciting. Um, look, I had a bit of a journey to career coaching. Um, I spent um, more than 25 years in the corporate world and I would say that I spent quite a long p- portion of that not wanting to be there. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I guess I started out with a career plan out of university that really just involved go overseas, get work, make money. That was my career plan. <laughs> like a lot of us, hey? Like a lot so, of us. Yeah, and I kind of, until very recently, always prided myself on the fact that I'd kind of had this really accidental career. And by that, I mean, I'd I'd let other people choose it for me. So basically originally with um, recruiters and then later with managers. And I started out in finance and I transitioned through marketing. And so I've done kind of a very corporate type of um, traditional career path to some extent. Um, And during that time, I actually experienced three redundancies. Um, So each were a really nice opportunity for me to think again about what I wanted to do. I love your positive, uh, you know, know, stance on it. It's a really great opportunity to to think about what I want to do. Well, it, it, it genuinely was because Really, the first two, I kind of chose them. Like I had a choice of staying or going and I decided to go because I was absolutely determined to do something else. Yeah. But I didn't know what that else was, so I just kind of ended up taking the easy path and heading back to where I'd started, Um, so just into another corporate, into another role. So I did that twice over. Um, And then about three years ago, um, with a bit of a looming milestone birthday, I really sort of started thinking to myself, you know, not being happy at work is really starting to affect everything. I, you know, my health wasn't great and I was just feeling a bit sad about everything a lot. Um, So I decided to kind of start really digging into it. And it was through that process, I guess, that, I kind of had to sit with myself, dig deep, work out what my skills were, what my strengths were, what else I could do. And I think a trap a lot of people fall into, like I did, was that I've only ever done this. So, Oh, yeah, that's that's, a big one. That's the only thing I know how to do. So um, I guess that I just realised, you know, time was fleeting, it was going by and um, I hadn't worked out what I wanted to do and I couldn't 
continue to wait for it magically to come to me. Um, and when I really sat and thought back over my career, I realised what I'd loved most about all the roles I'd ever been in was just the opportunity to kind of chat with people, coach them, mentor them, be their confidant, um, help people solve problems. So it then became a very natural choice once I'd kind of worked through all that. Um, it became a very natural choice. And really the career focus has been about the fact that it just took me so long to work it out um, and I really don't want other people to take so long to work it out. <laughs> so that's yeah. kind of how I've ended up where I am now. It's it's so 100% what you're saying. There's so many of us, um, including myself, where you kind of, you've been doing the same thing for a long time. You know, maybe, I mean, I wasn't unhappy with what I was doing. I was just kind of getting a little bored with what I was doing. And I thought, what else is there? There has to be yeah. something else. And it's that, that process of, okay, okay, what do I do? I've been you know, in, in my case, hairdressing for 20 years. Yep. That's all I know how to do. I'm really good at it and it's easy. Yep. And it's easy to fall back into that comfort zone where you're comfortable because, of course, new new careers or transitioning careers or even upgrading your career to that next level takes a new level of skill sets, doesn't it? And that, that could be daunting for a lot of people too, I'd imagine. Well, it takes a lot of... Um... It, so a lot of, for a lot of people, the first time they might experience a career coach is if they're looking for work. So potentially they've been made redundant or sometimes some organisations do provide career coaches for career development. So that's the first time and it becomes a very practical exercise. So it's about, well, let's get your resume in shape and let's think about how you can position yourself and, you know, sell yourself to other. And mostly it's about kind of getting the next role that goes after the role you've got now. Mm. And I think for me... I started to look at career as a very holistic thing. So like a holiday, right? Yeah. You know, it's holiday is not just about the flight or the hotel. It's the whole experience. And I kind of believe a career should be that too. So you might start out in hairdressing and that might be perfectly suitable for you for a number of years and you get a lot of experience, you learn a lot of things about yourself, you learn a lot of things about dealing with customers, running a business, you know, lots of different aspects. And then it's thinking about, okay, well, then what happens next? So that's where it becomes like this transition of thinking through how do I take that to its next place and continue to build my experiences and continue to make this an evolution of where I want to go so it's not just about a role it's not just about one job or a job title and so that's kind of where I work with people is trying to think about things in that more holistic way which is probably more sustainable long term isn't it when you when you take that approach and kind of look at it from from a more holistic perspective as you just said mm -hmm. it I feel like it would be a far more sustainable way of either expanding on your new career choice um, or you know perhaps even you know if it's a business idea, hold having a good solid model that you can work with as well. Yeah, well, it's all or creating a good solid it's model. It's all sorry. sort of building layers upon yeah, themselves. Yeah. And again, I <clears throat> I probably use the holiday and travelling references too much, and maybe it's just because we're, none of us can do any of that at the moment. Use them all you want. 
I'm there but, um, in my mind. <laughs> I am in Sicily. I am <laughs> driving into the Mediterranean and I am having a fabulous time. Yeah. And so but when you think about it, in your early 20s, say, the first time perhaps that you went travelling or took a holiday, you did what you knew how to do at that point of time within the budget that you had um, and you, what did you do? You did it to gain certain experiences. It was probably more about meeting as many people as possible and going to as many great and fun places and you didn't really care if you slept in a hostel. No, or, it was all about yeah. culture Yeah, in your 20s. I think it's all about, you know, everything's new and vibrant yeah. and you're on your own and it's like you just want to experience the good, the bad, the ugly. It was no, no, whereas it wasn't about luxury or where you're staying. Absolutely. I think that happens when you get older. Yeah. And absolutely. So then it becomes an evolution, right? So yeah. the next time you do it, you kind of go, well, I did a big backpacking thing of Europe yeah. but actually I only really liked these countries. So now I might just focus on those that interest me or yeah. I love the f- I realized I love the food or the wine or the partying or whatever I'm just going to focus more on that so this is the thing we tend to get to know ourselves better we've had experiences we've learned some skills and we realize what we like so it's that same and I think that's how I look at a career and that's mm. how I think a career should be so there will always be an element of luck or being in the right place or the right at the right time and that element of accidental, but I just think it's so much more purposeful if you kind of know what you want to do and where you want to go. So there's that there's a famous Lewis Carroll quote that says, if you don't know where you're going, any road's going to take you there. And that's how I think my career went for a really long time. I just sort of went wherever somebody told me to go, and that seemed like a great idea at the time. But what I eventually realised is it was kind of not taking me anywhere because I hadn't really thought about what I wanted to be doing day to day Mm. and so that's how I kind of work through with people so yeah I think people come to a career coach usually at a point when they are okay I have an immediate need I either want to get a promotion or I'm out of work and I need to get another job and that's fine there's certain steps that can be taken through that process but I would really encourage people to be thinking about their career all the time yeah okay you know so it's not something you do in an emergency it really should be something you should be continuously thinking about as you go when you say continuously is it something is it is there like a a checkpoint like for example um you've had a promotion in in your job and you know um and you're very happy you've been working towards this promotion it's finally come to fruition um, and is it something that you go, okay, in three months' time, am I still happy? Uh, what do I want to accomplish next? Or this is actually a lot harder than what I thought it was going to be. I'm drowning and I'm overwhelmed. Like how do you, when you say thinking about your career, is there like a, a specific checkpoint that you might kind of recommend or advise people like that perhaps are okay in their career? Um, or um, are not okay, you know. I know with me using myself as an example, um, probably the last year of my hairdressing career, I was becoming more and more frustrated. Um, And so not that I was thinking about it all the time, but I started to kind of go, well, this is not exciting me anymore. Um, Do I want to open up a massive salon? Not really. Do I want to be dealing with more clients? Not really. 
I started kind of asking myself these questions, uh, which then kind of by the end of 12 months, I realised actually I really need to start thinking about what I'm going to do next. Yeah. Is that what you're talking about? Or yeah, is it... so, so, you know, look, I'm not suggesting that the minute you get into one role you start thinking about the next. I'm just saying that you should definitely be keeping a rolling check on how things are going. So is it working out the way you thought it would? Um, what experiences have you had? What's working well? What's not working well? Um, when I work with people, I really encourage them to really dig deep and understand a lot of this data about themselves because I think it's when you understand that that you can make much more informed and confident choices about what you're doing um, so that if some random shiny new opportunity presents itself, you can actually make a really confident decision about that based on what you know about yourself, what you know about what you want, what, what value you can add, whether or not that's the right way to go or maybe that's one to skip and to keep to keep moving along. But, yeah, so I would say, you know, look, I would say at least once a year people should probably check in and, like, have a think about. I mean, this year, so interesting, right, because 2020 presented us a whole heap of things that none of us saw coming. No, we've been checking in all year. (laughs) (laughs) We've been checking in all 2020. I think a lot of us were going, God, is this the right thing for me? What do I do now? What happens now? And, And so I just think right now, January 2021, what an awesome opportunity to kind of go, okay, well, what and how did 2020 really play out for me? Yeah. Um, there were things that I didn't see coming that have totally sideswiped my previous thoughts about my future and my career. There are some things that happened last year that were awesome and at the same time there were some pretty bad things that happened as well. So yeah. you just don't, you know, like you kind of got away it all up. And you can think about, okay, well, now when I think about where I'd like to go to and what I want from my future, do I need to tweak that or amend it based on what I've learnt over this last year? Because this last year, for whatever else it was, was a massive learning year for everybody. Oh, I think globally. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think everyone, I've not heard and I've not spoken to anyone that hasn't um, heard that hasn't that hasn't had a lesson out of 2020 you know um regardless minor or, or huge I think that there were many lessons for for a lot of us yeah. um last year which is which is a good thing like I I kind of go you know what it's lessons are challenges and they make you think a little deeper and also I think um they kind of help you not just think a little bit deeper but be a little bit more critical of yes. of not only not ourselves in a detrimental way, but kind of critically analyze a situation for what it is. And 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 careers is one of those. Yeah. yeah? Like, am I happy doing this? Yeah. Actually, I'm not. Yeah. Why am I not happy with you know, and you start to kind of ask yourself those questions, which are sometimes a little bit hard, but they're the critical questions that will pivot you into that next stage of your career or life or whatever it is yeah. that you want to do. And, you know, every time you learn something or you experience something difficult, you actually do grow. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, as adults, we often forget that. And it's mm. sort of like a set and forget, like, mm. oh, well, we just keep doing this because that's how I've done it always. And, you know, we also kind of create these myths in our mind about, oh, I couldn't possibly, you know, change jobs because I really need this income that I earn now and I couldn't possibly live without it. 
Um, now that might be true, but I would challenge people to really think about whether or not that is fact or fiction. You know, mm. like is that is that true? Because I think, and you know, even people would have said probably prior to twenty twenty, oh, I couldn't possibly give up the amount of travel that I do. Now there might be a lot of us who are feeling very tied down by the fact we can't travel and again I'm coming back to travel but it's obviously on my mind but um you know so some of us are feeling very tied by that but we've all coped we've oh, all absolutely absolutely <laughs> so you know we've learned this sort of stuff about ourselves it might not have been lessons we wanted to learn or thought we could learn but we actually have learned anyway I've digressed <laughs> no 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 it's 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 a hundred percent true so um you have a very interesting, you and I have spoken before and, and you know, uh, and every coach, I understand every coach has a different process or procedure in how they um, how they work with people. One of the things that I really love about um, our conversation um, about your process is that it's, it's super simple um, and it's designed for, um, for people to get results um, as soon as possible. Yeah, it's not something that you want to doodle. It's about getting clarity on what you want, getting the purpose behind what you want it, prioritizing and and your pitch. Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of reading off a paper here because <laughs> I, there's, there's uh, five prepare, purpose, prioritize, position and pitch. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about your process? Sure. So I my kind of signature coaching program, which I call the career confidence program, is all about basically getting really clear about who you are, what you want, and then being able to go out there and position yourself in the world. So it is a five-step process and, and usually I take clients through it over about a 12-week period um, and it's a it's a mix of coaching sessions and worksheets and takeaways to kind of like put into practice so there's a bit of ac accountability as well but really the steps are preparation which as I said before I really encourage people to dig deep and just download all the data they can find on themselves and is that something they would do for example would they write it down like how would you how would you suggest someone to prepare would it, is it just sit down and write down all the things you're good at and all the things that you're not good at so again it would be mixed methods so we would talk it through but I would also um, have exercises for them to do that are just a whole heap of questions and prompts so thinking about things and then I would also encourage them to do some other things too which might involve talking to people so talking to their friends Friends, talking to their family it's really just trying to compile this picture of who they are um, now some of it's very internal right so mm. some of it is very much about what motivates you what makes you get up in the morning and go do what you do whereas other stuff might be more visible externally so your strengths or your skills what people come to you for what what does somebody always seem to come to you for and this was a real eye-opener for me because I realized um, when I really analysed it and I asked people what they thought, people just were like, oh, we always come to you for advice. We always, you know, if we've got a problem or we need something sorting out, we kind of think of you as the person who can help us. Oh, wow. And so that was a really nice thing to hear, but I'd never thought of myself in that role. You know, I would have said, oh, no, I'm analytical and I'm good at process and good at organisation and good at all these other things, but I wouldn't have ever thought of myself as somebody you come to for advice. So 
it's a again it's a, a multi-pronged approach it really depends on who the person is but yes I really encourage just getting into all the nitty-gritty so we've got a really good profile of and that's everything it's interesting Helen you say that because our perception of ourselves is completely different to how other people perceive us <laughs> to learn that the hard way <laughs> you know and I'm not going to tell you what my perception of myself was but I someone said something to me the other day and I'm like you really, really? is that is that what you really is yeah. that how you see me <laughs> I'm like, yeah oh. and that's and that's true right I mean you're never going to close that gap completely no but having an understanding of how you come across to other people then becomes really important when you think about how you're then going to position yourself and talk to people in the future about what you want and how and yeah. where you want to go. Yeah. So, yeah, so that's the first stage of preparation. The second one is about purpose. And, you know, look, in this one I really get people to kind of identify their values so this is all about what is it that is most important to you and why and we all have tons of values it's a really this is a really interesting exercise and it's one I love um, again it was one that was really kind of life-changing for me when I did it because I hadn't really thought about it and then when I looked at this massive list of values I was like oh well they're all important to me <laughs> but Actually, some are way more important than others. Like what? Like which one would be like just just so a really good one for me in the work. This is a work related one that I discovered at that time was that something like status was not at all important to me. Mm -hmm. Like having status, having a big job title, being known as like the person who ran the show was really not important to me. I was much more of a team player. I liked to be the support act. I liked to work with other people. I liked to work collaboratively. Mm -hmm. And I realised that actually so that sort of collaboration and then another one of my values is actually around learning and curiosity and kind of really kind of analysing and understanding stuff. Those things were so much more important to me than having a status. Okay. Um, there are so many different ones, you know, and, and sometimes you separate them between your sort of life values and your work values, but quite often they come together. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people as they transition into their 30s and 40s suddenly realise that there are other things that are more value, more of value in their lives than work. Yeah. So, you know, suddenly your family is your priority Maybe work's not so much, not so important. So then what you're looking for are things like flexibility and, um, you know, supportive workplace that's going to, you know, interlock with your family life because that's your primary value. Mm -hmm. So the values exercise is a really important one. And then we do a little bit of stuff which, you know, I call a career vision and it, it sounds a bit woo-woo. It's really your aspiration and it's really getting re really clear. I've said really a hundred times. But, um, <laughs> Getting really? very, very, <laughs> getting very clear about what your ideal situation is, and again, this is not a job title or a workplace or a company. It's more of a, a feeling, if that makes sense. But yeah, it's, yeah. It's really throwing yourself into that. So, if I was living in my ideal workspace, what does it look like? What does it feel like? What does it Who's look like? There? Yeah. 
you know, is it a big office filled with busy people? Is it me on my own somewhere? Is it me having a lot of flexibility? Is it me being very structured and going into the workplace and coming home for the workplace? And when I'm there, what am I doing? Am I sitting on my own working on a computer? Am I working with other people? Really thinking about all of those things because the minute you have that picture in your head, you make different decisions and so this is an interesting one when people come with like I've got so many things that I could do one of the exercises I will work through with them is what do these things look like when you're actually doing them because some of them might just be a hobby or a bit of a fantasy (laughs) which you know what a vision and fantasy is sometimes hard to distinguish the difference isn't it yeah but but there is a difference because your vision is something you will be willing to commit to and do the work for. Okay. Whereas a fantasy is really something that's probably not likely. It's okay. best left in your fantasy world. Damn. <laughs> so, so, and then that takes you on to the next step, which is around prioritising. This is kind of about making that commitment to prioritise you and your career because this is when we get into the kind of tough stuff about all of your demons, the things that are holding you back, the things that have stopped you from doing any of this so far, all of the excuses you tell yourself. There's so much, there's so <laughs> much, as my friend Marissa always says, so much unpacking in that. Yes. Because there's so many things that holds us back. Mm. You know, there's a, lot, a lot of them are fear-based, aren't yes, they? Yes, all fear-based. You know, and it's one of the, and, and we sabotage ourselves. I, I'm guilty of it. Like I'll think of something that I know I should do, that it's really important for me to do, and then I'll go, but I'll just put another lot of washing on. But I've become better at actually catching myself and going, no, no, you know, you can put the load of washing on, but go and do this, Yeah. right? Um, it's really hard. It's taken me a little while to get to that point uh, because uh, it goes so unconscious sometimes, these yeah. these things that we do. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so prioritising is also, I think you said in, in one of our conversation about making decisions based on your, your purpose and your values. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So it's at that point kind of, and, you know, and what some people do realise through this process too is that actually where they are and what they're doing is okay and actually does meet their values and actually does meet, you know, their their purpose and their vision. So that in itself is something to uncover sometimes because I think sometimes we feel a bit settled and you kind of think, is there something better out there for me? Should I be doing something different? You kind of work through some of this stuff and realise that actually what you're doing is where you should be. And I think that's nice in itself because that gives you the confidence to say, okay, I'm okay, I'm going to stay doing what I'm doing. But, yes, in Prioritise, it's about making that commitment because often, and this is where I think a coach is super helpful versus trying to do it on your own because sometimes when it comes to this tough stuff, asking yourself the tough questions, that's when you kind of go, it's all a bit too hard. I think I'll go do something else. Mm. <laughs> or mm. I'll just, or you give yourself an excuse. Mm. You know, we often give ourselves excuses about why we can't do something. Oh, I'm queen. <laughs> yeah. 
queen of excuses so that's and that's what happens through this process like you can you know there's lots of wonderful people who can provide you with workbooks and advice and books you can buy but sometimes working through this on your own you'll get to this point and then that's when it becomes a bit hard and it's you know kind of like well maybe this just doesn't really apply to me anyway or I maybe I don't really need to do this right now I can leave it for another time or well that's not really me I'm I'm all good <laughs> so but also I think to it it exposes that vulnerability and that's a scary place to be for a lot of people too mm. isn't it mm. you know um, and I've had chats like this before it's like a lot of people especially um, that don't feel comfortable being vulnerable or even admitting that hey maybe I'm just not good at this or maybe I'm really scared of this mm. it's it's hard it's easy to back away and take a couple of steps back yeah um, and 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 having a coach I'd imagine would be is that is that support that you would need to just kind of help you jump that hurdle sometimes yeah. this, the hurdles may be too long or too high and you're not sure whether to go around it or jump over it yeah and having that support you know, gives you yeah. that kind of clarity into what's yeah. best going to work for you at that time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was having a conversation this morning with um, with a client where we were talking about jobs and about, you know, wanting to think about what else they could think about. Um, and her concern was that she and her partner don't have a safety net of being able to, you know, go home and live with their parents if if everything goes wrong (laughs) so I sort of I so we talked it through and what we looked at was well the problem is we've created this situation where we think I don't have a safety net but actually what if we were to kind of say okay well what could be the safety net so maybe it's about putting a little bit of extra aside maybe it's about being prepared and ready to find something else if that comes along maybe it's looking at what other options there are so it's kind of putting a few contingencies in place so rather than you've got in your mind I've got no safety net suddenly it's like actually it's all good I've got a safety net I know exactly what I'm going to trigger if anything happens through this process a lot of high level corporate companies do that they've all got contingency plans or exit strategies and all that sort of thing so why shouldn't we apply that same kind of theory in our own personal career goals and what we think though is the worst case oh my god it's all bad and i'm going to end out on the street well Okay, it's very sad if that does happen, but more likely than not, that isn't what will happen if you've put some thought and preparation into it. And the minute you've done that, you've already like created that safe space for yeah. yourself and it seems less risky. Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah, so that's through, we work through a lot of that stuff through prioritise. And then positioning is where we really kind of work on creating who you are and what you want to present to the world. So your personal brand, if you will. It's um, who you want to be, what you want to be known for, what value you add, and getting really crisp and articulate about saying that as often as possible to people. See, we've, this is another conversation we had. Uh, <laughs> this is one that I struggle with. Yeah. You know, and I'd imagine there's a lot of people out there like me because there are those that love that. Yep. Right? There are, yep. And I've got heaps of friends and colleagues that are, like, really clear and um, and confident and say it and it's like, this is who I am, this is what I stand for and this is where I'm going. Yeah. Um, and then there's people like myself that 
know who they are, are clear on it inside internally. <laughs> so in my mind, when someone asks me, what do you do, I, my default is, oh, I just, you know, I'm in property with my husband and I run a publication. And they're like, what? <laughs> and so the thing is, if you don't set that up for yourself, other people are going to create it in their minds about yeah. who they think you are. Yeah. Right. So if you're very clear with people, I am this and this is what I do, then immediately they'll get it. They don't have to do any thinking. Yeah. Otherwise they'll take those few tidbits that you've given them and they think you're something completely different. Possibly. Well, they do. Not so much really? now. Not so much now. Now that people are like, oh, yeah, I know what you do. But initially when I started, it was really, and you know what, it was difficult for me to kind of verbalise and when people would ask me, I'd hide behind property. And I'd hide behind property because I was so confident in it because I'd been doing it. I'd been, it's been part of my life for 20-odd years. So I, I knew it front to back, back to front. So it was easy. If they had any questions, I could answer them. Yeah. But when I trained transitioned um I it's not that I wasn't confident it was like how are they going to judge me like what are they thinking I wonder what they think of me like this is so different to everything else that I've done are they going to take me seriously and it took a while to kind of change that thought process because as you would know we're our worst you know we're, we're our own worst enemy yeah um but I read a book years ago on on pitching yeah Stop bitching, start pitching. Yeah. Good book. <laughs> you know, and it kind of started to, I started to go, okay, you know what, you've really got to start yeah. changing the way you view and, 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 and actually getting clear on your pitch. It's so yeah. important. So and I can't stress to people how important that is. Yeah, and it, it, it is because if you don't do it, you're basically letting someone else do it for you. And yeah. then hence my accidental career, I never positioned myself. I never said what I wanted to be or who I wanted to be. So therefore I just went wherever somebody thought was the right place to go based on what they told me they thought I was. You know, like I kind of think to myself, how disempowering is that? I basically just handed them my career. Now it didn't turn out too badly but and sometimes it can actually be awesome because sometimes you might get someone who's such a supporter and a promoter of yours that they put you in exactly the right place. But more often than not you've literally just disempowered yourself by handing that to somebody else Mm. and letting them take the reins. And we kind of go, why did I do that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so this is the thing. I think it's hard. It is hard. It's not easy. None of this is super easy. It's a simple framework, um, but it takes that commitment to get through it um, and to actually be determined to get through it. Um, and I think that's the thing with with that whole thing about your your position sentence etc is that you get to test it out test it out with the people who know you first because they, they laughed in my face so that, <laughs> that's the thing they'll give you feedback um and keep and you know try to be try to be you know um straightforward and just kind of say okay well if that doesn't sound great what do you think might sound better and you just test it experiment it doesn't need to be nailed the first time yeah no i've given up on my family <laughs> maybe not your family (laughs) next circle um yeah so that's that's the position and then the pitch piece and I've sort of stolen the word pitch I guess from the whole um you know human-centered design and um startup um design but 
yeah, that's when you've just got to get out and start talking to whoever will listen to you about what you do, what value you add, what you're looking for, because you never know who is going to be the one that might have the answer. And so it really is talking to talking to your hairdresser, talking to the person you go to Pilates with, talking to people that you meet in the coffee shop. I mean, literally having that little sentence of who you are, what you do, the value you bring, it just makes it nice and snappy. And and that sounds very, you know, oh gosh, that, that sounds like a big pitch, but it's really not when you bring it down and you make it about you. And I think we talked about this previously, but I think I've said to you before, an awesome way to look at it that someone told me about was think about it like you've just been to the best restaurant you've ever been and you want to tell everybody about it. That's how you should feel about your value. You know, you kind of say, I, you know, I have this value and if I don't tell you about it, I'm doing you a disservice because, you know, you need to know about it and you need to tell everybody you know about it. You know, that's how you should feel about it. And and so that way it makes a little less icky and a little less salesy because it's more like you're just saying to everybody in the same way you would hope other people might um, pass on, you know, good reviews about you that you're starting that process. Yeah, that's that's solid. I like that. And I love that example because it's so true. We're quick to talk about someone else and tell people how amazing they are and how they really need to go and see them or they need, really need to make an appointment with them or, you know, go to that restaurant or that beauty salon. But I think we're kind of, we wouldn't give ourselves that same kind of, um, you know, pitch if you yeah. like you know so I think that's 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 quite good I like that yeah. so, so what's yours oh come on <laughs> no, you, no now put no, you on the you spot what's spot. yours but um yeah, well, give and, us an example so well that's a really good one <laughs> and, I, and I, as we were talking all the way through I thought I was going to say and I haven't necessarily nailed this myself <laughs> so there you go there's a behind the scenes that even the people who are encouraging you and working with you to do it don't always nail it but mine is very much around um helping people to realise their full potential and create a career they love because I genuinely believe we all have the capacity to do that. Um, and and my mission, if, if I can say I have a mission, is about letting people know that they don't need to stay stuck. Oh, you know, I love that. That they, they can actually do this themselves and they don't need to wait for a magic answer. I feel like sometimes we're waiting for that perfect moment and that perfect thing to show itself and I think sorry I've now waffled way past no my, that my is one so sentence, good but, but my you know you got my one sentence but then all of the backstory to that is because I know I waited such a long time and time is fleeting mm. time isn't coming back mm. but you know other things you can like ebb and flow a bit so money will come and go skills and strengths can be added to experiences can be added to networks and people can be added to but time is the one thing that's like the big precious resource that's running out I think I've quoted somebody else I think it's Brene Brown that says that but Mm. yeah you know that's our resource that we're losing so true good pitch (laughs) I don't know that it is the best pitch but I I I really encourage I love your mission yeah and I think you know I want people to know that they can do it and that's how you know that's kind of how I position it to others um yes (laughs) I that's my process I love your process um so I know you've had a lot of career highlights 
um, in, in your, you know, past careers and now your new career. What's one that really stands out for you in terms of helping a, a, a client um, either reach their goal or, or, or get beyond their challenge? Yeah, um, so many different opportunities. And, and the thing is there's so many people and they've all got different situations and yet some of them are kind of the same as well. Oh, okay. So that's really fascinating. But um, mostly when people are stuck, the ones that I really deal with, I had a friend of mine who just had um, had actually was going through a redundancy, one that she'd sort of known was coming so she'd been able to prepare. But her whole thing was about I just need to get another job. I just need to get another job. And then she was offered a short-term contract, which she loved, but she didn't think she would be capable of continuing on with that. Um, For a whole heap of reasons, she thought she didn't have enough experience, she wasn't qualified enough, you know, et cetera. And I was like, but you're there doing this short-term role now. Why could you not make that into a longer-term thing? So we worked through together exactly whether or not that's what she wanted because obviously it meant being a freelancer rather than um, an employed, uh, an ongoing employee, Um, which, of course, is a different mindset, right, you know, because at some point a contract might run out and you're going to have to think about what comes next, etc. And that's a level of risk that people need to take on. So, you know, we talked through that. We talked through what her um, goals were, what she wanted in her life, what her values were, etc. And in the end, she realised she had everything she needed to pitch herself to do this on a longer-term basis, which she now, she's now doing and loving. And it's, you know, she's got a little girl, so she manages everything around her daughter and um, she works two or three days a week and she's loving it. Absolutely oh, that's fantastic. So, great. yeah, it's so nice. And then another example is, um, you know, um, somebody with a startup business um and this is always interesting too because people kind of get frustrated in the workplace and decide they need to start their own business um and had an awesome idea but you know when we really teased into it it seemed more about the escape from the office than it really was about an actual business Um, so you know and they're just I love those moments when people kind of suddenly realize ah okay um, yeah, that's maybe not what I want to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that maybe is exactly what I want to do. So generally when people come to me and say, I've got all these ideas, I could do this and I could do this and I could do the other, we'll sit and work through them systematically and think about exactly that against your vision of what you would like to be doing on a day-to-day and how it would feel and who would be there, etc. So, mm. yeah, it's really fascinating. People really start to kind of go, okay, well, maybe that one was just like a... And starting businesses is such an interesting one, right? I'm sure you've had lots of experience of this, but, you know, people think it's going to be one thing and it's actually got a whole heap of other things that you maybe haven't quite thought through. Yeah. Um, If they need to go into a new career or they want to upskill or what have you, um, and it's important. And I think with the right support um, and um, also with the right, I guess, um, ideas and, and strategies, there's no reason why we can't um, transition into a new career, perhaps start a new business, or perhaps, like you said earlier, a lot of people kind of just try and wing it. 
yeah. you know, and that could be a very costly exercise as well. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and, you know, spending that time and actually having a consultation or perhaps doing the work and going right is totally worth it long term. Yeah. Totally. I think, you know, what, what ends up being wasted really is your time because yeah. you'll spend so much time feeling unsatisfied to some extent. And as you said, you know, you took a long time in a way to get there. You knew things weren't great, but you didn't really do anything about it. And so I guess where I'm trying to encourage people is to think about some of this stuff before you need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, in my in my in my um in my career as a hairdresser, I did I always thought I was going to do it for the rest of my life yeah. because I loved it so much. Yeah. I actually truly loved it. I loved I loved work, I loved doing hair. I loved my clients. Um I loved the fashion side of it. It was dynamic, it was fun. It was, you know, there was always something new happening. You know, it was great. And I could not imagine not being a hairdresser. I was known for Maria, Maria the hairdresser. And that's the other part that mm. people are, uh, identify with their careers, especially yes. when they've had them for a long time, a, 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 um, a romance that's gone, mm, I'm actually over you now. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you know, it was all fantastic, yeah. all fun, and now it's like you're boring me. Yeah. You know, and whether it was boring me or whether I just was ready to, to do something different, I don't know at the time. But it was like, okay, when I came to that conclusion, it took me 12 months because I thought, no, come on, you know, you're just tired or, you know, maybe you need to... Maybe you need to start your own salon. And I had in the past had my own businesses. Um, and, and then when I actually sat down prior to like not having a, a career coach, I actually sat down and wrote all the things I loved about hairdressing and all the things I hated about hairdressing. And the list of things I hated about hairdressing was way longer than the list. Of. And so I did it again. And I went, oh, yeah, you're, you're ready to go. Yeah, you know, and that's and you know, I would say that sounds to me like a point in your life where what you were getting from hairdressing just didn't align any longer with what was most important in your life. Well, my life had changed. I'd ha- I was a mother. Yeah. I had two children, and I needed to spend time raising them. And and then um, you know, there was this this push and pull between trying to balance work, and then I was also heavily involved in the property side of things. I was doing a lot of things on the side with Rob, whether it was selecting interiors, going out on site, doing the admin. There was so there was another side to me yeah. that was also consuming my time. Yeah, and and then I kind of felt like you know what, this is actually frustrating me now yeah. because you know I and I was enjoying the property side of things because it was new and it was challenging and it was different and it made me actually think and problem solve and and I quite like the challenge of it um but and and I was then I began struggling with the time which is another reason why um people um also get to that point in their life where they you know, go, okay, is this really what I want to do? Is there something else that I want to do? Maybe I should think about this and yeah. what have you. And it's, as I say, it's generally because at that point there's, but some people spend a lot of time stuck in that kind of thinking that, you know, this is, and, and I think it's it's, chal- it's, it's challenging, especially for, um, you know, some people who are professionals in terms of, you know, being lawyers or doctors or something, you know, because it, you've spent so much and invested so much to get to that and be that realizing that actually you don't want to be that is a tough thing i'm not saying it's any 
um, tougher necessarily in terms of the mind process but it's a really hard thing to kind of cope with and then worrying about things like judgment from others and from your family and friends and worrying about the financial risk etc they're all very real things that people need to work through each one to work out what's a real thing and what's just an excuse they're putting in their way um, Mm. to stop them from doing something absolutely it's important to know that people can can go to a, a career coach and, and nut it out and look at what options they have and and look at transitioning. It doesn't have to be overwhelming and daunting and scary and oh, maybe I won't. Have that conversation, yep. you know, make that phone call, send that DM, send that email. Um, but yes, thank you so much, Helen, for coming on. Uh, thank you for to, having me. Oh, it's, it's been very exciting. It's been great. <laughs> like I, I, I want to have a session with you. It's like I need to make an appointment. It's fantastic. Hey guys, hope you enjoyed this episode with career coach Helen Thomas. For more info on Helen, jump onto caspermagazine.com where you'll find links to her website and her socials as well as links to her freebies that she's offering for our listeners. And we've also put up some links to the book she's recommended during our podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to Casper Magazine and get the latest news, podcast and giveaways. Thanks for listening. Ciao for now.